welcome to the Talking Children podcast, a podcast for parents, caregivers and educators who want to be empowered with the latest knowledge in the field of children's communication development. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Verdon Pedamont. If you want to support the children in your life to become the best communicators they can possibly be and create this essential foundation for all their future learning, then you're in the right place. So let's get started. Today we'll be talking about speech development. Children's speech development is one of the most common concerns among adults when trying to support children's communication development. This is probably because it's the most obvious issue experienced by children. When children's speech doesn't sound quite the same as an adult, it can be really difficult to understand what they're trying to say. However, speech errors are a really common part of learning how to talk, and they're not always a cause for concern. First of all, it's important to explain the difference between language development, which we've been talking about over the previous episodes, and speech development, which is the topic of today's episode. Language development refers to children learning all of the components of the language they speak, such as being able to follow instructions, knowing words and their meanings, and grammatical features such as using plurals and past tense, etc. Speech development, on the other hand, is about how a child actually says the sounds in their language and whether they can be understood by other people who are talking to them. So an example of a common speech error in children is being unable to say the r sound. So children might say wabbit instead of rabbit, or one instead of run. Or they might have difficulty saying the k sound, so they might say tat instead of cat. So for example, in our house we have a dog named Kimmy, which for a very long time was known as Timmy. And as you can imagine, this can be quite a challenge for children if their name starts with one of the sounds that they have difficulty with, because it can be really hard for them to introduce themselves to people. There are about 44 sounds in the English language, depending on which type of English you speak. In standard Australian English, we typically have 41 sounds, as we don't use the vowel sound with the r at the end, like they do in the United States. So for example, we say car instead of car. These 41 sounds are not to be confused with the 26 letters of the English alphabet. Sounds are what we say, and letters are the symbols that we use to represent these sounds when we're writing. You might not have ever thought about all the different ways that we can spell the exact same sound in English. So for example, we'll take the p sound. It can be represented in English using a single letter p, such as in the word pie. Or it can be represented using a double P, such as in the word happy. Or it can be represented using PE, as in rope. So in English, spelling can be quite confusing when it comes to learning sounds. All children go through a process of learning the sounds in their language. And this learning follows typical patterns of errors. These patterns are called phonological processes. Each language has patterns that are typical for the sounds that are contained within that language. Most of these processes are totally normal up until a certain age. But if the error continues past the expected age, a child might have what is known as a speech sound disorder. So for example, as I mentioned earlier, when a child is first learning to speak English, they might say tat instead of cat. This process is really common and it's called fronting because they're taking a sound that's made at the back of the mouth, the k in cat, and they're replacing it with a sound that is made at the front of the mouth, a t, which makes the word sound like tat. 
And this is a perfectly normal part of learning to say sounds in English, and it isn't a cause for concern up until about the age of three and a half. After that, the research suggests that the pattern should be going away and that the children should be able to say cat just like an adult would. One particularly hard part of speech for children to master is when there are lots of consonant sounds all together in a word, and these are called consonant clusters. Some examples of words with consonant clusters are plain, where the p and the l are next to each other to form a consonant cluster, or stop, where the s and the t are together to form a consonant cluster. Because these sounds can be tricky to get out all at once, children may develop a pattern called cluster reduction, which deletes one of these sounds to make it a little bit easier. So they might say pain instead of plain, or they might say lane instead of plain. Because saying two sounds together is a more advanced skill, we don't typically expect it to be mastered until later, around the age of four years or slightly later, depending on what sounds are in the cluster. There are lots of these patterns that occur in each language. I'll post a list of all the patterns that are typical for English on my website, svp-slp.com, and on our social media so that you can see them and share them with anyone who might be interested. The age that each of these patterns should resolve by can differ depending on the different sources of research from which they're drawn, but they're usually fairly consistent. They're based on the average age that a pattern should resolve by. So, if a child is a little behind the suggested age, it may not mean that they have a speech sound disorder. But, I always say, there's never any harm in seeking advice or support from a speech-language pathologist, because if there is a speech difficulty present, early intervention is key to reducing its impact on a child's life. Being able to organise and say speech sounds correctly is an essential foundation for learning how to read. Which makes sense given that kids need to understand the link between sounds and how they're represented with letters, as I discussed earlier in the episode, in order for them to read. Research has found that children with speech sound disorders have significantly more trouble learning how to read. However, the good news is that speech sound disorders are actually one of the most effectively treated communication difficulties in childhood. So if you are concerned, seek help as soon as you can. This week's take-home activities are some tips for supporting speech development and also an activity for those of you who may be concerned about a child's speech. My first tip for supporting speech development is to provide a good, clear model of how to say a word without telling children that their speech is wrong. You can do this either by repeating back what the child has said using the correct pronunciation. So, if they say boon, you can say, yes, it is a spoon. Or you can do it by replying to their comment using the correct pronunciation. So for example, if a child says og, you can support their speech by saying, oh, a dog, yes, I see the dog too. So you're responding positively to their conversation, but also providing a nice clear model of the target word dog. In this case, you might even be able to slip the target word in a couple of times like I did in the example. Remembering the more times that the child hears the word, the more chance they have of learning how to say it. Another strategy to support speech development is to really emphasise or repeat the sound that they're finding tricky. So for example, you might say, it's a b-b-b-b-ball. 
so the child has more opportunities to hear the sound and look at your lips and see how it's produced because they're going to be trying to copy that so that they can say it the same way. These strategies are a really nice way for the child to hear how to say the word without damaging their confidence by stopping to correct their speech. In typically developing children, hearing a word said many times is all it will take for them to eventually be able to say the word correctly themselves. However, if a child has a difficulty with speech, they may not be able to pick up the correct production of the word simply by listening to it, and they might require some support from a speech-language pathologist. If you are curious or concerned about whether a child's speech is typical for their age, the best thing to do is to take some time to listen to them talk and take notes of what sounds they can say. Make a list of the sounds that they are able to say and what ones they are leaving out or replacing with a different sound. You can then look at the list on my website which tells you the age at which children typically develop certain sounds in English to see how your child's doing. The link to the list is in the show notes. Remember, these lists are based on averages from groups of children in research studies and that each child is an individual and may follow a slightly different order in learning their sounds. But if you're concerned that a child isn't saying as many sounds as you might expect for their age, it really is worth seeking the opinion of a speech-language pathologist. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Talking Children podcast. For links to any research cited in the podcast, go to our show notes at svp-slp.com. The link is in the description for the episode. Don't forget to subscribe so that each new episode will drop into your podcast app. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, please share it with your family and friends and follow us on Facebook and Instagram to receive all the latest information about each episode and interesting tidbits of research that might help to support the children in your life. You can also help others to find out about the show by leaving a five-star review in your podcast app. Have a great week and enjoy all of the precious conversations that you have with the children in your life.